Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. It is really the dead of summer. I've been saying this for like the last three or four episodes in a row, but no, we're, we're really dead now. So uh, to pass the time on a very beautiful Friday afternoon in Toronto, Joe Wolfon from The Score. Heidi-ho. And Josh Hart from My Heart. <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I feel like you need a media affiliation. We'll just make one up for you. Um, from, I can from, say like, uh, I don't know. From tip of the tower, the charlatan Carlton's uh, weekly. Oh yeah, shout out! Shout out to Carlton University. Support student journalism. Yeah, so how you got your start? Yes, exactly. Did so. you write for your school paper? I did. Yeah, Dalhousie Gazette. Dalhousie. Uh, is it a party school? I mean, that's my. I don't, know. I don't think like any more so than any other like institution in Canada. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Halifax, right? So yeah. there's only so much to do there. Yeah, yeah. So. What is there to do in Halifax? I might be going next month. Um, this is the part of the podcast <laughs> already, all right? We're going to get to all the pressing Raptors news, I promise. But first, Halifax attractions. Uh, no, I mean, there's like really great markets there. Like there's the ocean. Um, right. Go to Point Pleasant, which is just like a great uh, like rock beach on the Atlantic Ocean, which is beautiful. Uh, Peggy's Cove is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's lots of stuff to get like to do there. There's good restaurants, amazing seafood. Okay. Do you eat seafood? Yeah, I love seafood. Oh, yeah, we have fish last week. <laughs> we literally, yeah. We we shout out Chop Chop. Yeah, shout out Chop Chop. Yeah, go like eat some lobster and some salmon in okay. in Halifax. What's in Halifax? Training camp? <clears throat> no, nah, I just want to go. It was one of those like <laughs> flight, it was like one of those flight deals. Oh, okay. it was like 120 bucks. Really? Back and forth. I don't want to tell people this. I'm well, YYZ, the YYZ sure I buy my ticket first before then I t- <laughs> Yes, but it is a YYZ deal. <laughs> uh, speaking of YYZ, the team here. That's that's well, a horrible transition. Stuff. All right, so like I've got general topics, but I, I promise you, uh, none of these are too sub- uh, substantive. The first one is the schedule got released. Whoa, exciting news. Um. Joey, did you enjoy the probably 40 minutes to about an hour when NBA Twitter came alive <laughs> and everyone just had scoops, quote-unquote, about how many back-to-backs there were? Um, no. Like, I mean, it's good. look, it's good that there are fewer back-to-backs, and I think they're reducing them every season, which is ultimately a good thing. Um, but I don't know. It's just... The thing, like, nothing about the schedule being released ever really excites me because we know that these games are going to happen. Like, we know that they're going to play every Western Conference team two times and, you know, a bunch of Eastern Conference teams three times and some of them four times. Like, nothing about it, aside from them getting a Christmas game, which, hell, is really nice. Uh, but the schedule release just doesn't really move the needle for me. Because, 
I don't know. It's just, we, we, it's, we, we know that they're going to play all the teams. They're going to have a schedule. They'll have – yeah, I guess Christmas is cool. It sucks. I'm, I've, wa- I've always wanted a Christmas Day game for the Raptors. Okay, explain year. why. Because um, I never really fully saw the appeal, but also we've been working on Christmas Day. Yeah, so I am at home. I just, you know, we work on Christmas Day every year anyway. I know, I know. I'm Jewish, so it makes no difference to me. Yeah. But and I'm atheist, so I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I feel like Christmas is a religious holiday, though. Yeah, that's true. We, I would watch the Christmas games with my family. It would just be fun to see the Raptors, especially when they were good. And I was watching stupid like the Knicks. The Knicks had Christmas games. I think, didn't they have one last year? Like, it's horrible. Yeah, they have one every year. So I'm glad that the Raptors are getting their their due. But besides that, the, I loved the um, moment on NBA Twitter when everyone said, uh, breaking NBA schedule gets released at 3 p.m., which is just, it's not Great news. scoop. It's Amazing just, scoop. You know what that is? That's a PR email that yeah, you got Yeah, it's sent, so man. Like, rough. Um, but, Will, to answer your question, I mean, what, you're, you're saying you're not excited about the Christmas Day game or you don't care? Like you know what it is. It's it's like the it's a big the status showcase. thing. It is. It's a status thing. I get I get that part of it. I just thought I don't know, man. I I didn't I wasn't like ever pining for the Christmas Day game. I wanted them to have one just because then players that can can see that if you sign in Toronto, you could potentially get to this level of fame. Yeah. Of course, apparently, and you need to win a championship to do it. But like you know, that's that's nice. But I mean, I I didn't particularly care for it. Um, but it is nice that we're playing the Celtics. Well, think about if they had won the championship and then hadn't gotten a Christmas Day game. That'd be out of control. We'd riot. (laughs) We'd go back to uh, Nathan Phillips Square uh, and then shoot somebody. It just wouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) We don't condone this. (laughs) Um, But but it's like you were saying, you know, like people like players look at that and see, um, you know, that it's possible to play in Toronto and get some sort of national exposure. Mm -hmm. But if. You know, winning a championship isn't enough to, like, get on national TV for one of the biggest days of the NBA calendar, then that does say something. It says something pretty bad about the, the league. Mm. It's yeah. just to say, if you're a small market, you can't win. You're right. And Toronto isn't a small market. I think that's why people get real frustrated. But obviously, due to other issues, it is sort of seen more as a small market. I guess the one thing I, I liked about the Christmas game the most is that, like, because it's such a big spotlight and such a big showcase... It ensures the Raptors won't like do any sort of rebuilding moves until at least then. I want this team <laughs> oh, to be that's competitive. A good point. That's a really good point. So from that perspective, I'm like, at least this team is going to be good until December. And if you look at the schedule, like a lot of the tough games, like they have one uh, five game road trip. That's their longest road trip, which seems kind of wild. Usually, I feel like the longest road trip is like eight or nine games. Or something. Were they in early? no? It was like at least seven games. Yeah, there was always that they November always go to the West trip, Coast for they'd be seven gone games forever. They would do like Utah, OKC. I think last year six games. Do the LA teams. Six games was the longest last year. Right. Was that same yeah. uh, November? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe it was, I want to say it was in December when they yeah when they that did trip the, when they did like the the Clippers, Blazers, Warriors. Oh, the Portland game. Yeah, yeah. The great Lakers game where uh, Kawhi sat said he never cheered for the Lakers, and then the Raptors blew them out by twenty. Awesome. <laughs> He what a he, year, he man. He said he was an AI fan. <laughs> Not just like I don't root for the Lakers, but I'm an AI fan particularly. Yeah, that was really great. Um, yeah, that was great. When Do we you guys care about the Vince trip to Toronto? Because I, I don't yeah. know. I thought they should have put the Vince game last game of the season. Yeah, that's what I thought. And at, then we at, put... In Toronto. Because we know Vince is for sure done. Yeah. Do they retire his jersey that day? <laughs> I mean, they could have if they if they put it the last game. But they put it as the second last home game for the Raptors, so I guess it'd be kind of a distraction to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I... He might be on the Raptors at that point in time, right? That's still on the table. He could get bought out. Latch Why on. would he... he doesn't he... Isn't he home in Atlanta? No, he's... I think I he just he's in Atlanta Isn't... I think he wants to be in Atlanta because, like, that's where all the TV people are. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to take a job at Turner. Yeah. So that makes sense, but otherwise, I don't know. Why does he have to be in Atlanta now for those purposes? Like, he, he, so he can do he just go like straight, on... from, <laughs> just go like straight from the game into the booth. <laughs> yeah, they're like, and now next on game time, we have Vince Carter. And Vince Carter like steps into the studio. You're like, bro, you just played. Um, I, I did. He didn't play. He won't play. Yeah, he, you're right. You're right. Yeah, well, he just like won't travel with the team. You're like when the team's on the road, he'll be That'd in be like amazing. the TNT studio. What a flex! Just I don't travel with the team when they're tra- on the road. I'm just. Uh, I don't know. Replace. He's replacing the starters. 
Oh man. Oh, sorry. Was that a sore subject? No, I mean, I just, I just, you know, they're great people, and I feel like someone should sign the starter soon. Are they not? Is it not announced what they're doing next? No, they're technically free agents right now. Whoa. Yeah. Je- them and Jeremy Lin. Oh my sorry. god! Don't. <laughs> I, uh, poor Jeremy, man. Poor Jeremy. There's know. a great article out on Jeremy right now that wasn't in Chinese publication. It was published in English, but in Tencent. It was not Tencent. It was like uh, R A D I I. He could. I don't know. He could go overseas and have like a great overseas playing career. Yeah, but he's an American. He wants to be a, a, an American, an Asian American celebrity. I don't think he cares mm-hmm. about being an Asian celebrity. But he'll continue to be an Asian American celebrity. Like th- yeah. that status won't disappear. But will would you leave Yahoo Sports Canada to be Tencent? A, yeah, like lead NBA reporter. At Tencent, <laughs> it's, it's got to be a lot of money, man. I got a good situation here. We gotta okay, yeah. but look, if you happen to be totally washed, yeah, on this yeah, continent. after you say something like you know <laughs> truly problematic about a Hassan Whiteside or something, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <clears throat> um, Damn. Anyway, no, I'm not saying like obviously it sucks for him, and and I feel bad for him, and that was like quite a wrenching press conference that he gave. But yeah. I yeah. think he still has a lot of good options available to him. And he'll realize he'll, he'll be okay in the long run. He will for yeah, sure. Definitely. And, and he could go play overseas, whether it's in Europe or whether it's in China and be successful on and off the court. I think. No, um, he's, he's a, he's a superstar. Yeah. He is a superstar, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's the schedule release. Next topic. Kyle Lowry ruled out for USA basketball, um, because he's not fully healed yeah. from his thumb. Surgery just yet. Was no. there a chance he? I didn't. I thought it was expected that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, I didn't think to be the I, case. It sounded the whole like time. he was just going to camp to hang out, be nice to. Who are the guards on this USA basketball team that are still there? It's like, like literally Donovan the Celtics. Mitchell, it's the whole oh, Celtics, De- De'Aaron Fox. Mitchell. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox. Like, I think I think he just went to be Marcus nice to De'Aaron Smart. Fox and said, "Okay, see you guys later." <laughs> They're like, "Kyle, what are you doing here?" I got to <laughs> I got to go take the Larry will be back to insomnia cookies or. Oh wow! wow. He, I, he has to. Yeah, he, he has he to take Valeria B to that restaurant he and him and Kawhi hung out at. It's my dream. There's so many good memories. Someone, someone should really write the story of what happened in the Insomnia Cookies, what they ordered, <laughs> what time they got in, who How, else was with them, what they smelled who like. Paid. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of things. <laughs> it was not far from the hotel, yeah. what they stayed in Philadelphia, in downtown. It was like, I think like two blocks over. Yeah. This is a bit creepy that I looked it up. I mean, that was really the turning point in the postseason, right? It that really was, was when they were on the ropes. That and when Pascal tried to trip Joel Embiid. Those were the. That was so. That was the that moment. That was haunting, man. That I thought the Raptors were like a championship team because you don't really. Like, the Raptors rolled over in the past when things were going that poorly. Mm-hmm. Pascal was like, fuck that. I'm going to try to trip someone that it sounds like he genuinely looks up to and thinks of as a friend. Yeah. Because he wants to win that bad. Yeah, it was no, it was bad, man. That was that, that game was like game three against Philadelphia was like the only time throughout the well, not the only time. Game two against the Bucks was pretty bad too, but uh, it was the only time throughout the playoffs where I was just like, man, I don't know the Raptors can yeah. beat this team. They're just getting like flat out beat. You know what I mean? So back to Kyle Lowry not playing USA basketball. Yeah. I don't know. I guess worried. Do you think he'll be healthy in time for the regular season? Actually, I, generally, yeah. do you think Kyle we, will have a healthy regular season? Because oh, be that's good. that's a good topic. That. I mean, it's relative, right? Like, what would you consider a healthy regular season for him at this point? Seventy games, which he hasn't done in. Like I don't think three he'll need now. to. I think he played so much because Fred was always injured last year. Like Fred was in and out, especially in the second half of the season. Yeah. If we have a healthy Fred and a Jeremy Lin that wasn't a nothing nothing burger, I think Kyle Lowry <laughs> is on, minute man. load. I mean, would you rather have Jeremy Lin or Cameron Payne? <sighs> Probably Jeremy Lin. Ah. Uh, Man, camp- yeah, no, campaign, campaign is really, really bad. bad. Yeah, Yo, campaign shoots with his feet, <laughs> pointing like the opposite direction of how he's shooting. I don't know how he does it, man. But Jeremy Lin turned the ball over so much; it was nuts to me. <sighs> yeah, it's he- weird though because he wasn't terrible with Atlanta no, at the start of the season. That's no. the thing; he was actually decent. Like his true shooting was almost sixty percent. Yeah, wow. And his per thirty-six were like nineteen points, you know, six and a half assists. Like he was a totally competent backup point guard. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what happened. Like, he just... Yeah. Anyway, uh, do I think that he will have a fully healthy regular season? I don't. Um, just based on precedent, the way that he plays, his age, like, it just seems unlikely. But 
I mean, if he played, what did he play last year? Like 65 games? Yep. I think he could do that again. Like, yeah. I mean, that's where his bonus is, so. Oh, is that where his bonus is at? Yeah. I don't think that's like. You know he's hitting that bonus. Oh, like, yeah, He yeah. will find a way. Kyle's yeah, gonna, Kyle Lowry's not leaving any money on the table. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but like fully healthy, like he'll have some bumps and bruises. Like you just hope that he avoids anything serious at well, this point. Well, it's the back. The back is what you got to be worried about with Kyle And that's Lowry. the thing. Yeah. Can you like be fully good from a back injury? Like remember Steve Nash? Like he was just like. I mean, it's not. Uh, Kyle, I don't think Kyle's back injury is as serious, it's nearly as serious as Steve Nash's injury. No. Yeah, well, like, like you don't see Kyle like lying on the ground with like. But the you saw that pass. last year. Last bit, year he yeah. started doing that, and I was like, I yeah. mean, you you. Old, but I feel old. like Nash was. Yeah, do- how do you even get his shoulders and his ass on the ground at the same time? <laughs> That's a lot, man. <laughs> it's a lot. You gotta have a lot of towels for that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have like a bed, like a mattress set up for. <laughs> why did they have a mattress set up for Steve Nash? He just had to lie on the ground, like. This, yeah. That's MVP Steve Nash. Yeah, I think Kyle Lowry will be mostly healthy. I would love to see him uh, take games off. I'd love to see a, a real season from Fred. Um, I don't think he's ha- played, been very healthy since the the season that he started full time. That he started full time like the twenty sixteen seventeen season. So hopefully he's back in that kind of form, and Kyle can take. Time off. And also to see if we can ever really have Fred Fanbley be the starting point guard for the team because yeah. that's the trajectory it seems to be right now is they're yeah. prepared to hand the keys to Fred and I'd like to see him start. I'd like to, I would love if Fred started 25 games this year. Um, I think he probably will probably start around that at both one and two. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like there will be games where Lowry's either injured or resting where Fred will start and I yeah. think they'll probably start alongside each other for at least a few games because like what like what are the Raptors doing at the two generally? Like Norm going to start there or it's by committee? I, like if someone steps up and takes the spot, fantastic. I That's think no, I, scenario, I, I, my money would be on Norm being a full time starting two guard this year. I think he's, I think he knows that it's kind of a make or break season for totally him. Yeah, I would lo- I can't wait to see him come back. And you know he's a Jamaican, so I have to cheer for him. <laughs> I was gonna say this is patriotism, but. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But he's like he's been blocked basically his whole career, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. this is the first time where I think they're going to give him an opportunity to go out and just earn that job. And I think it could go one of two ways. Uh, when he's been overextended in the past, it has not been particularly pretty. I think actually last year was probably the sweet spot for him yeah. in terms of his role. Yeah, yeah, very efficient, like quietly, forty eight percent from the field, forty percent from three. Yeah, sixty percent true shooting. Like, yeah. and and I think kind of paring his game down a little bit and simplifying it was really good for him and he's not really going to be able to do that I don't think in his role this season so he's going to take so many bad threes <sighs> yeah Yo, remember like that the, game in the playoffs where he shot 13 threes yeah, yeah but then that, he, like, that was he the had, game against the Bucks right and he yeah, had like a, a hot patch where he hit like three in a row like Norman Powell yeah against the Bucks <laughs> against and the then Bucks. he missed like eight more and but then then someone, okay. it's fine like they needed him to take all those shots in that they game did. Yeah, because yeah, sure. that, like they were swarming Kawhi and yeah. like swinging the ball around and Norm was open and they needed him to shoot those but mm-hmm. the shot like the shooting off the dribble has just never been there no and I would prefer for it to just not be there for him not to really right. try but uh I guess at the same time you want to see if he can kind of expand his game and do those things and the cool thing about this season, I guess, is like you can just sort of try shit out because there isn't a yeah. ton of expectation. For sure. And like what you're talking about with starting Fred 25 games, like, yeah, like throw shit at the wall and, and see what see sticks. What happens, like yeah. you, mm-hmm. this is kind of a transitional year. And on the one hand, I think the team can be really competitive still. But on the other hand, I am a little bit more interested in seeing what you have with these guys and what it can look like long term. So um, I guess what happens at that two spot will be really interesting to that effect. Yeah, I, I, I also... The idea of starting Norm, I think I'd probably start out with trying Norm and let basically give him a chance to like hold yeah. the position down. And if he really can't do it, then okay, then you gotta make some decisions. But um, also, I guess the fit with Norm as starting to it also helps in the sense of like who else in the starting lineup is necessarily looking to score, right? Like obviously Pascal is looking to score. Yep. Kyle, I don't no. really know if he looks to score that much. I don't. Re- I would really wouldn't expect too much more than like fifteen points a game from Kyle, maybe sixteen, but like that'd be pretty good from him. I mean, he averaged, like, what, 14 and a half last year like yeah. with, with Kawhi, Kawhi there? Yeah. Once your scoring starts dipping, I don't really feel you like you go right back up back. in your mid-30s. At the two guard, at the point guard position. Yeah. But, Who I mean, obviously he can score. score more. We saw in the playoffs that Kyle can score yeah. more. But, like, to do that sustainably over a regular season I is kind of not realistic. And I so, like, that's why you kind of want Norman there. Because, like, you got – we know Norman and uh, Gasol have some sort of chemistry. Yeah. 
Um, in the sense that Gasol likes to pass or Norman likes to shoot. That's a good combo. It really is. I mean, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but it's a good combo. Um, I'm hoping Gasol shoots more next year. That was, that's one guy that I think will take. I think the, the drop off in offensive production from Gasol, from JV to Gasol wasn't ideal at times. Mm-hmm. And if Gasol can work on some of the floor spacing, like JV's free throw line jumper was one of my favorite pieces of the Raptors offense in this entire sort of nearly decade long run. Um, if Gasol can do something like that, I know he doesn't get very much lift and it's never been a part of his game. That would, I think, offer a lot of space for guys on the weak side like Norm Powell right. to get those corner looks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully that, he's a guy who's scoring. Also just JV's finishing on the roll. Like he was oh, so yeah, he was insanely efficient. Yeah. It was and weird how badly Gasol was finishing on the basket because his finishing numbers traditionally haven't been bad. Like he's clearly a guy yeah. with. They've been trending in the, in the wrong direction though, and like yeah. his his post up efficiency in Memphis was like really poor. Yeah. Like he yeah. has no no real viable post game anymore. <laughs> and that stupid little turnaround jump shot. I know mean, he hits it sometimes and it looks great, but most of the time that does not. Go it's away. irritating that he he just like doesn't really ever go up strong, right? And yeah, and oftentimes just like doesn't look to shoot. Like yeah. I and and I was fine for last year's team. Oh yeah, because you have Kawhi and and. Pascal, and you want those guys to shoot regardless. Yeah. So I think for this year's team, you would probably like to see him be a little bit more assertive offensively mm-hmm. and looking for his own shot. Like you know, you're talking about what what they lost with the you know the JV to Gasol switch, and I think that switch obviously was really worthwhile for last year's team. Mm-hmm. I think for this year's team, you might rather have JV there. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Just because you know, I do think offense is going to be really hard to come by at times, mm-hmm. and. Um, it would be nice to have a guy who who was like really rolling hard to the rim, like and going up strong, and like you know getting to the free throw line as well. Like that was something that JV did pretty well. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Mark is like capable of doing that anymore. I know he was like averaging 15 points a game in Memphis before he came over. Yeah, but, but it was kind of like not as efficient as you yeah, would like. I mean, to be. and was, like Mark's never necessarily he, been a high efficiency guy. That's the weird thing with him. Yeah, even as a center, he yeah. took a lot of mid-range shots. Obviously, like that's not going to help your efficiency overall. But he also wasn't a guy that like got to the free throw line all the time. He was very much a guy who, not like what you saw last year, where he would take like five shots a game. That was weird. I think there's going to be more in terms of his offensive output. Not to like, you know, whatever. But like I, I actually asked Nick about this, and he he did say that like yeah, he wants more. He wants to, he he knows that Mark needs to do more offensively, and like obviously last year it's a different scenario. A lot of space on the floor, a lot of setting screens, but this year I think there'll be a lot more Mark-oriented offense. And I also think like a full training camp with Mark is going to really help too. Yeah, because you're not sure. just going to bring in a guy like that who touches the ball so much as a front court guy without having like experience and everyone to work around him and stuff. You saw last year, everything was like a work in progress. Everything was on the fly. When you if you have him for the full season, you tell him like this: this is a contract year for you. Like we expect this and this and this. I think yeah. he could probably deliver. It just it's just weird to me that he doesn't have a, an effective post game because he's super strong. Yep. He's very skilled. He's got great hands. Like he moves his feet well. All this, like all the ingredients are there. Mm-hmm. Like he should be a really effective post scorer and he just but, isn't for some reason. Why no. doesn't he take a hook shot? He doesn't like J okay, so JV loved the hook shot. Yeah. Right? Left a hand baby hook. right hand. Yeah, that is go to move. I just Gasol doesn't go to a hook. I don't know. I don't think Mark Gasol has the like explosiveness to like get to put the space and get the ball up that quickly, every yeah, move he doesn't get seems off the ground at all. Kind of lumbered. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Like he, he's so smart that it, even moving slower than you'd like, he's doing amazing things with the ball. Though I wanted to bounce back. So we have no belief that OG can be a real offensive contributor. I don't really. Not not right now. Not until you see that some of the bounce is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he'll be someone who like if OG comes back looking like you know half of the athlete we saw pre-draft, I think he could be someone who could draw a ton of fouls and get in the paint and, and, and make some noise there. But it doesn't seem like he's, you know, last year was a difficult year for him and I, my heart goes out to him, but I've, I haven't seen that mm-hmm. kind of explosiveness since he joined the team. He's really, really smart. And I think he's, his jump shooting is, is actually better than I thought it would be at this point. But I don't know how he becomes an offensive contributor unless he's able to... Uh, Get a first step on guys. My think, no, no, go ahead. No. I guess my thought is the explosiveness doesn't show up sometimes. I think just because he's he's spending so much time just like standing in the corner. Yeah. 
And so I'm sort of thinking of ways that they can involve him in the offense that makes sense because the, the times that they've tried to put the ball in his hands, it hasn't gone particularly well. <laughs> no. Like he doesn't have the handle. No. And, you know, having him run pick and roll, even in summer league, was a bit of an adventure. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, maybe using him as, like, a screener in pick and roll a little bit more and seeing, okay. you know, if you can get him kind of diving to the rim, like, catching some lobs, maybe, yeah. like, yeah. if, like... I, I didn't even know. Like, is he a good screen setter? I feel like the, he sets so few screens yeah. that, like, you don't even really have a chance to find out. But, yeah. um, like, in that role, and I actually think he's a, a pretty good passer. And he just, yeah, again, yeah, doesn't have the good. opportunity to show that off too often because the ball isn't ever in his hands. So, if you can maybe turn him into, like, a bit of a short roll threat. Yeah, that could be cool. Um, and work on that. Like, maybe that's a way to involve him more in the offense. Because otherwise, it's like, it doesn't make sense to put the ball in his hands. No. Like, he's a decent enough shooter that you can have him sort of space out yeah have him play in the corner so that he can you know make those cuts along the baseline um but it's just like finding a consistent role for him i think is going to be difficult offensively at least but he's expect he's expected to be the starting three or I, is it, I think so will it be an open competition between him and johnson i guess um i don't or, know or or Har- hollis jefferson i don't think i, I mean or he's I more of a four I, I, maybe I, yeah i did i also asked those brothers and he said Basically, that he he obviously has a couple of scenarios in mind because the way I phrased it to him was like you know last year you had like seven starters yep. coming into camp and you had to sort of like decide on the fly and stuff like that but it didn't seem like too much of an importance to him and he's like yeah basically it's going to be the same situation like he could see a bit of Pascal three with like Mark and <laughs> and Serge and I was like I okay no, wild but then not, he was like yeah OG no. could sneak in there um, talked about Norm obviously um, Fred could play a lot of two guard as well so. It seems like those are the guys. I don't think any of the newcomers are going to come in and start. I hate the idea of Pascal playing at three. Why? Because I, I think he can be an elite power forward. He already kind of is a really Ex- good, really close to elite power I forward. I think if you let him play power forward all season, I think he can start in the All-Star game. Like I think he's that close to the tippy top of um, ability in that, for that position. Mm. Okay. I can't think of many fours that can stay in front of him in transition. Um, if he's able to, con- like, the- I know that the corner three fell off a cliff um, as the playoffs went on, but if he's able to stroke that in the 36 to even as low as, like, 35%, and then he's a, a real threat from there, why put him at three with worse defensive assignments and um, less ability to handle the ball and pick and roll with Kyle or Fred? Like, I, I think there he's – that is the Raptors' best offense. Mm. Kyle and Pascal, pick, like, what what is it? What benefit do we get out of running him at the three? I think it's this idea to sort of just get the ball in his hands a little bit more, and let him like run a couple Operated. more sets. Like, and it basically, it, it's. I think it depends on what they see as a long term trajectory for him. Like, do you see him going along like um, a Giannis style path? And if you see him going through a Giannis style path, then like Giannis is somewhere between a three and a four. He's a four right now, but he played obviously a lot of three in his career as well. Well, yeah. okay. We're not like these distinctions offensively don't really mean anything anymore. I don't think. Okay. I think it, it's really just about who you guard. Mm-hmm. Like offensively, regardless of whether he's playing three or the four, he's going to be handling the ball a lot. Yeah. I think. Okay. And the big difference to me is like, who do you want him guarding? And I think you don't really want him guarding threes. You probably want him guarding fours. Like he's going to switch a bunch anyway. But mm-hmm. um, if he's playing three, who's playing four and five? And then how does that defensive alignment really work? Like, is he playing three with Ibaka at the four and Gasol at the five? Or is it, like, RHJ at the four and Ibaka or Gasol at the five? Like, Or maybe OG at four. Like, yeah. defensively, if you want OG covering fours, which I don't think is great. I think you probably just want OG on threes. OG's pretty good on the wing, defensively. He's a great wing defender. Yeah. Yeah, I just so I just think it doesn't really matter all that much. I think you just want to make sure that you have ideal defensive assignments because offensively... Like, Siakam, what's great about him is he's the kind of player who, like, he can be the four defensively, but he can also function basically like a one mm-hmm. offensively. Um, he's maybe not quite there yet, but there are going to be a lot of times this season where he's a primary ball handler. So right, right. I can't wait. I can't wait for this season. I think it'll just be a lot of play. Like, to me, if in, a rap, in a down Raptor season where Pascal shows everything that he can do, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, and I'm I'm sure that there are going to be hiccups, right? Like there, there are going to yeah. be some games where he looks a little bit—I don't want to say overmatched, but like 
pressed. Like there, he's he'll, he'll he's going to be asked to do a lot, mm-hmm. and, and I think that sometimes it's going to be a bit rough. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a really important season for yeah. him, and there are also going to be games where he looks like he did in that Wizards game last year, where it's just like nobody knows what to do with him, and. I, I'm like you. Like I'm super excited to to just yeah. see that and like really just see how high he can go because he has already exceeded my expectations for him and I was like really high on him even like from the time that he was a rookie, right? And he's already exceeded my yeah. what I thought were lofty expectations. So <laughs> for me, it's like all bets are off at this point. You know, like I I am not putting any limit on how high he can go. Uh, and I've said this a number of times. Like I think the pull up jumper is just such an important piece for him to add. And yeah, definitely. Especially if he's going to handle the ball more. And it's if you're not a pull-up threat, then it's 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 a real issue yeah. for you. And especially because like this team is so light on shooting, man. Yeah, like, it's crazy. And if like the Matt Thomas, though, yeah, Matt Thomas, exactly. <laughs> but this is the, yeah, Matt and, Thomas owes us a check. <laughs> Fact. Like who else? Who else out here talking about Matt Thomas that much, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think so. Probably my biggest concern with the Pascal thing is I don't know if the floor is going to be spread for him mm-hmm. the way that he really needs it to be and so there's a way you could though like if you put mark out there fine i i don't want to see mark out there anymore i thought you were going to say that I, why i don't really l- believe in marcus all um what? out of the three-point line any longer i what like, no what i don't want mark to... is good at the shooting definitely i know a good he's shooter. good at shooting but i don't like it the way it looks any longer <laughs> I don't want. Right. I don't want to watch. That. I was gonna say. I was. Gonna, I was gonna take the opposite approach. I always. I, I, I wouldn't even mind if he took like a Brook Lopez approach. It's like anytime he touches the ball next year, shoot that thing. <laughs> but Brook Lopez, who can also like dime guys up from the high post. Yeah, that's... Yeah. which would be nice. Be very Cause he, nice because he functionally could do all that. Yeah. I think it's just against Mark's instincts. But no, he's a good shooter, man. I, yeah, I would like to see shooter. him actually be What's a more willing three point shooter, shooter next season. Because he doesn't get any lift, and I can't stand watching him shoot. Hey, that shit does look hilarious. It looks nuts. It looks man. like he's shooting a free throw. Just... He, he shot, looked... I think, forty five percent from three when he like as a raptor last year. Yeah, it was like On above, how many above he was 40. he was very selective. Okay, <laughs> it was like maybe three. I think it was game. like two, two times per game. I, I would I would like to see him be a little bit less judicious and and more willing to pull the trigger on those threes. Actually, and they're going to need him to be like he. Mm-hmm. I, I agree yeah. with you. Like, I think that he needs to be a floor spacer. Um, and it would be nice maybe if he didn't have to be as much, but uh, there's just a dearth of shooting on this mm-hmm. team. And like, so if that space isn't really being created for Pascal by the rest of the roster, then he is going to have to kind of create it himself by being a threat to pull up. Right. And, I mean, and Serge Ibaka will shoot. Serge Ibaka will shoot. This is the thing. I think Serge's ha- three. Like last, like what happened? Like he shot twenty seven percent from three I last year. I don't think he was practicing in the last year. But like, he uh, but he splashed it in Ben Simmons' face. Oh, oh, buddy, <laughs> Ben. That he was the, that was the real shot to me. That was out of control. The shot doesn't happen without Serge's shot. Exactly. They were kind of sore. No, I was gonna say because there is a framework here. If if they see Pascal as like a Giannis type. Which I think he's a Giannis type. He's obviously not as good as Giannis, not as physically imposing no as Giannis. You, no one will ever look like. But that. like, he's in the same mold. He's in the same mold, mm-hmm. exactly right. Um, if you and but if you want to see if he can sort of progress in that sort of path that Giannis progressed on, then you probably want a system similar to Milwaukee's, where you have a center like Brook Lopez, and like if Mark can be Brook Lopez, e. I mean, he outplayed Brook Lopez in the playoffs, man. He did, but yeah. he's he's a more skilled player. I think. Brook Lopez, way later on his feet. Like, Marcus Hull just it feels slow. to. I, oh, come on. I, I want to see Marcus Hull at the, in the high post. I'd like to see him at the free throw line. And, but I don't want to see him all the way up. I just don't. I don't know. I love you, Mark. I, I hope that you and your family are enjoying <laughs> your summer. Are you, I guess, is he, like, helping people... Um, in the Mediterranean in the again? Mediterranean again? That's an incredible story that he did. It's that, amazing. Right? You know, I can't believe he did that. A That's, real hero. It really shows how, like, uh, I don't know. Like, most NBA players wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Most, most people. Most, most people have that amount of privilege in terms of just, like, you're a, you're making, like, you know, $20 million a year. Yeah. You're not going to the Mediterranean to do that. You're going to the Mediterranean to, like, you know, take selfless. To drink Peronis. Shirtless selfies. Like, I mean, uh, Marcus Hall with a shirt off. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, that's why he's helping refugees. Exactly. He's like, I'm a little shy about my shirt being off. What topic are we on? Uh, technically, we are on Kyle Roldell for <laughs> basketball. Okay. Uh, this is good. Man. I'll get You don't want to follow these topics, I yeah. promise you. The, the next topic is Fred Van Lee looking like Steph at Rico Hines. 
Oh, yeah, he did look nice at the run. Now, granted, we have to say, the only footage we ever get are only the makes. Yeah. And occasional, like, very impressive blocks. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Like, Pascal had his, like, Rico Hines glow up last mm-hmm. off season. Facts. Yep. And Facts. That was wonderful footage. It was, oh, uh, you know, it portended amazing things. And I think if you just sort of see this, you know, Fred offseason footage as a continuation of what he did in the last two rounds of the playoffs, pretty easy to get. Very excited about what he might be able to do in an expanded role next season. I can't believe how good Fred was. Because I was. He's taking very, very deep shots. And, um, he just looks like the most in control. The only difference actually this year, I should note that last year, I think it felt like Rico Hines was getting like the A tier kind of player. Like Westbrook was there. Harden was there. I think KD showed up for like a game or two. You know, know, like that kind of caliber. Not every single day, but like they were sprinkled throughout. This year, I think the, I mean, the best part that showed up might be Demar. So far, yeah, or Fred, or Fred. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fred is like the next best. Yeah, I remember that, that like last year, just seeing and and like you said, they only show the makes. So it's like you had. I remember seeing one team, and it was like Westbrook, Harden, and like it was like a couple, bunch of like superstar oh players, and it just looked like. They were playing against a team of like the Raptors bench mob, basically. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so watching the footage, oh, it just seemed there? like it just seemed like they were getting run by the Raptors bench. Oh <laughs> like, man, just getting lit up by Norm Powell. Yo, Norm had a uh, uh, listen. Norm had a sequence where oh, he blocked nice. Paul George, that and then he nice. like dunked on Paul George like later in that run. How is Paul George doing? His shoulders look. I mean, they looked bad at the end of last season. I feel I don't know. Playoff P, baby. He went from playoff playoff P to playoff P. <laughs> um, um, do we know like what like kind of surgery he had? Like all I keep hearing is that he had shoulder surgery, but yeah, I, I don't like, know. Was it like a torn rotator cuff? Is it like a labrum? Like what? What this are we is, dealing with here? This is the tennis slash baseball enthusiast in you coming out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You, you, you know too much about shoulder <laughs> surgery. Tommy right? John sur- Tommy John's your <laughs> elbow, right? Yeah, that's, Tommy that's John's elbow. elbow. But yeah, I'm I'm dealing with a partially torn rotator cuff right now, and Whoa. it's rough, man. Like, is it I, from playing tennis? It is. Yeah. Okay. I can't uh, like I cannot raise my arm above my shoulder currently. So. Wow, Marco Fultz. Well, how John McCain? Oh God! <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! Scratch that part. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's go with Marco Fultz. <laughs> what happened? This what happens in the summertime. Right? Um, what is Marco Fultz? It's weird that they they asked um, what's what's the Jeff Waltman, sh- uh, former Raptor Jeff Waltman. Shout who, out. I, I still can't believe Masai was like you can have you can hire Jeff for a promotion, but you must give me a second round pick. Who did we use? It? Did we trade it? I think we traded it in the in the Spurs deal. I think in the Gasol deal, maybe. Um, or maybe we traded it from the Spurs deal. That'd be amazing. I think like, it was we'll give s- you Kawhi, and here's Jeff Waltman. No, there's a first round pick in the Kawhi deal. That's right. That's right. I have no idea where that pick is. Like shout out to you that whoever that pick was mm-hmm. used on. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you have a great career. Uh, Fred looks like Steph at Rico Hines. Fred looks like Steph. Period. After Fred Van Vliet Had a Jr., child. he he looks much healthier. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he look he looks. Really Which is good. it's a great sign because last year he had like little back issues. He had little like. He broke his hand. Yeah, he had hand issues. I mean, it was just like he had a lot of things he was dealing with. Obviously, you know, I think there were parts of his game. I don't think it, like you could put it all on injury, but he just didn't look explosive at yeah, all. Right. The amount of times the guy went into traffic and got his ass blocked was like too many times. Yeah, my liking. And I feel like that's still gonna happen because he's still like five foot, you know, six. But like, right. it, it's <laughs> well, it's encouraging to see this. This is. I, I do think there are impediments to him. You know, you're talking about Josh. You're talking about him potentially taking the mantle of, you know, future starting, starting point guard of the Raptors. I still feel like I need to see a lot of stuff to yeah. believe in that. Like, you know, his ball handling, his his ability to beat guys off the dribble, like his ability to make the pocket pass and the pick and roll, like oh, so man. many things. That's a struggle. That, you know how much you know how angry Serge is to play with him on the bench? Yeah. And so I want to see that stuff come along this season. And, you know, thinking about potentially like him and Pascal playing together long term, that gives me a little bit more optimism because I like Fred playing off of the ball a lot. And yep. if Pascal can be the kind of guy who can be a primary ball handler, mm-hmm. then having Fred... Fred could be like ha- a really mini Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, yeah. basically. like you know, Because Brogdon's not a point guard either. Like a guy who defends point guards, but offensively is more of a two. Yeah. And, 
yeah. he'll he'll handle yeah, the ball yeah. a bit, but I think primarily you probably want him playing off the ball because as a catch and shoot guy, he's fantastic. As a pull up jump yeah. shooter, not less bad. So. Not like, bad. Not, not bad, bad. But like we saw, we watched the finals. He was not bad at pull up shooting. Well, it's because Steph wanted no part of it. <laughs> Steph was calling for rotations. <laughs> Yo, Sean Livingston, you're about to retire? Yo, come here and guard Fred But I, right the, the worry with Fred is that there's no way that he'll be able to guard any plus-size point guard. Like, there's just – Michael Carter-Williams, like, kind of dealt yeah, with him in the first weird. round. Like, that was – the Philly series, it was a wrap. Like, it's just and, – and, and it seems like some of these guys will become more and more the norm to have larger point guards if they're able to do it. And Fred Bimley's not built for the future in that respect. Um, I think lots of other ways he he can successfully take over for Kyle Lowry, but I don't know if next year we learned that Masai was drafting a six foot three guard from I don't know. No African guards are goods, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was I just watched Ben Uzo yeah. live. <laughs> Not great. Play for Team Nigeria, which um, was quite. But a if trip. we if we dra- if we drafted another Delon type, mm-hmm. I could see the. I could see the wisdom in doing so. Yeah, I was going to say, the only thing with, in terms of what might give me um, confidence yeah. in terms of Fred, obviously, aside from the fact that he's, like, incredibly clutch and he's had some huge moments as um, a rapper. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, rapper. dude. He's already a Raptor legend. But, like, um, in winning the finals, I feel like some certain players, they take that kind of confidence and they apply it to the game and sometimes in a, in a real productive way. Um, and I feel like maybe for Fred, if he, like, for example, if Fred, like, part of what the Rico Hines is, uh, runs are really impressive is that Fred is shooting a lot of these shots off the dribble. And we don't know how many times he's missing, obviously, right? So, like, so, it, we don't see that part. Uh, but, like, if he, he's really, he's a really good shooter. And if he has this kind of confidence, and next year he's starting to pull up off pick and rolls, kind of the way, like, Kyle Lowry did, which was a huge development in Kyle's game. Yeah, it jumped from, like, 15 points a game to, like, 20, 22, 22 points per game, just off pull up jump shots. If he can start, if he has the confidence to do that and he can actually hit those effectively, then all of a sudden we are talking about a starting caliber point guard. Because he yeah, does yeah, do a yeah. lot of things well. He's a starting caliber point guard who needs a Draymond slash mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam sort of plus plus guy who can rip the ball off the backboard and operate uh, yeah. on fast break with him. But yeah, it, it, I don't get me wrong. Like If Fred Van Vliet checks the boxes to be a starting guard for this team, I'm excited. Right. I think that some of those things are... Yeah. Some of the things aren't can't be taken um, for granted right now, especially needing a two guard who can defend elite point guards next to him. Because Fred will never be uh, the kind of guard guy who can guard elite point guards. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> do you think he can? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Are you, ta- are you talking about the time he ripped Chris Paul? <laughs> One of the littest games of the year. Twenty eighteen. I mean, okay, so like Fred's brand of of defense is very specific, right? Yep. Like it worked exceptionally well against Steph Curry. Like oh, buddy. that mm-hmm. you know, you want to talk about guarding elite point guards, like that was a perfect example of him doing that. And like he I guess it's a question of how much longer he will basically be like have the quickness and the energy to like hound guys full court. Um but he really gets into guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um like he can really put a lot of pressure on the ball and like he's physical but um, he's not like super handsy, like he doesn't commit that many ticky tack fouls, and like I actually think as a point guard defender, he's really good. Um, obviously, like yeah, some of the bigger guys will give him trouble for yeah. sure. And like you talked about Brogdon before, like there were a oh, couple man. Bucks games this year where where he got matched up on Brogdon and mm-hmm. Brogdon just kind of like scoffed and like yeah. drove straight to the rim and scored easily over him. Like the bigger guys will give him some trouble, but against like normal size point guards, like a Dame Lillard type, even. Uh, <laughs> There's apparently a party going on. Yeah, this Jesus, this is great. Okay, um, they're watching the Rico Hines footage yeah, of Fred exactly. Van Vliet. Like, yo, look what the oh Juan Hernandez goodness. is doing. Matt Thomas, ninety nine. Um, but yeah, against those guys, against like Chris Paul type, Steph Curry types, like for sure. I, I don't think there is a much better point guard defender in the league than Fred. Um, mm. I think it's a yeah, matchup like he, thing. Is what you're saying? Hmm? It's, it's a, a matchup, matchup thing. thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, and yeah. and that Philly matchup, we, we all know terrible oh, matchup. But like him, Indiana but. matchup now is a, a bad sight for Fred. Brogdon yeah, and Old Depot is yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how Old Depot is. After yeah, he could, I think Old Depot will be. I think Fred could do could do all right on Old Depot. Like, me, okay. me, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want I want Vo to be to come back. I like that guy. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Can sing his ass off. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
What else do I have here? The whole roster is at Rico Hines. I don't know. This, why is this a point? Um, <laughs> they but, all have homes in California. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, fine. But and Fred, still Fred have is the there. Same group chat. <laughs> do you think they all have like a giant air, like Airbnb that they just like the Raptors rented out for like a whole summer? Because like you got Fred, Norm, Pat McCaw, Stanley Johnson, Rodney Hollis Jefferson, Chris Boucher, Malcolm Miller, Campaign, Dewan Hernandez, Terrence Davis. Uh, Matt Thomas, Malcolm Miller, and Jordan Lloyd. Now, Jordan Lloyd is no longer with the Raptors, but he was in many of these videos wearing Raptor gear. It was That's after cute. he signed overseas and got and got some money, which is great. Like, yeah, Jordan Lloyd really does deserve to get uh, a paycheck and stuff like that. But, like, that's incredible. That's an incredible shit turnout. Like, it, I honestly don't even know what would be happening in the Rico Hines runs if it wasn't for these Raptors. They, they sent, like, two yeah. units. Uh, yeah, I mean, good. good. It's good. Yeah. I'm glad that they're. I'm glad they're hanging out. Um, so long as they don't show up at Taco Tuesday, life's good with me. Yeah. Um, but the last few years, the Raptors have done runs together and lots of the guys have shown up. Yep. Um, especially with everyone dropping out of USA basketball, it seems like more people are around to have a good time. And they're all going to, what's that? D- uh, Dandelion or Delilah, whatever those, Dandelion's here. Delilah, the club in, uh, in Los Angeles. They're just hanging out. Drake's probably... Asking them to listen to his new song with Sway Lee, it's good. T- it's a great time. Oh yeah, you you, you mentioned you messaged me about it. I didn't hear about <laughs> it. I thought you were talking about Money in the Grave. No, we don't want to talk about Money in the Grave. <laughs> um, but I'm sure, yeah, it's 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 a great. I am happy to see them having a good time. Um, I hope that the Raptors will have a consistent bench unit coming out of these games, right? Because that's sort of where we first saw the bench mob coming together mm-hmm. uh, three three summers ago. Now, when wow. you saw, I know, crazy. Um, so hopefully going into next season, we won't have the kind of tumult we had last year with the bench unit being very, very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like it never was good. Like it only got good when you slash the rotation from nine or 10 guys to eight guys or seven guys. Yeah. Once so, it took Jeremy out, it was fine. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Off the bench, I'm a little it worried about hilarious. the bench next year, to be honest. Why? Especially if okay, Fred is starting. <laughs> so like, there's no shooting? Is that what you're concerned there's about? There's zero shooting. Stanley Johnson, baby. But there is no shooting. Mm. Unlike Chris Boucher, I they might I, do like a Kyle post bench unit, like they did in twenty fifteen. Kyle's too old for this, man. Gotta stop asking Kyle to prop up like <laughs> Patrick Patterson and Baby Nagara front courts. Oh, they baby. won a lot of games with Patrick Patterson and Baby Nagara front courts. This is why I'm like, when I look at the talent, I'm like, they'll make a, they'll, they'll make it work. Yeah, yeah, this is why Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like they. That Facts. guy just makes it work. Kyle Lowry's um, going to be on the Hall of Fame cusp though for many years. I'll say that it'll be one of those guys. Yeah, he's that, not like, going to get in on if on, in a th- in a strong year. I think it'll come down to like what happens the next two three years. Like if he continues to play at an All Star level for like two more years and has another couple deep playoff runs, then I feel like that might be enough to put him over the top. If or if he like you know, hit that shot over Draymond, <laughs> Kyle Lowry's a, a Hall of Famer. Yes. That'd be hilarious if you had that shot over. It would be amazing. The, the NBA Finals ended on a Kyle Lowry game winner. <laughs> it would have been too much. What do you to say? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been people still who said that he wasn't a playoff performer. But yeah, uh, I yeah, man, I, I I think that he can get there. It's just longevity is, I think, a point in a lot of guys' favor. And mm. if he can keep it up for another couple of years, or like if. You know his contract expires and he signs on with another team and wins another oh, chip. Don't I don't want to think about that. I'm not gonna lie. If he went to Philly, they win another chip. And yeah, I, I, I would, guess. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to see that happen. I'm not happy to see his Philadelphia win, but come on, I'd, I'd be happy to see Kyle win. Yeah, I'd be happy to see Kyle win. Yeah, ben I like Simmons Embiid, Finals man. MVP turns by Ben Simmons coming off the bench when Kyle goes there. <laughs> uh, that's the only way it works. What was this top question that we started with? The question is not a question. Oh, the question yeah. was the whole roster the whole is roster. there, and I read the whole roster out. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm worried about the bench is, is what I was saying, yeah. And I, hopefully I these runs will put together some chemistry that sure. isn't the training camp. Uh, I feel like Serge might be the go-to guy off the bench. That'd be Which great. Is, <laughs> is it? Serge Ibaka is very infuriating, but I, it's, it, I, it's always entertaining. If, the, if Serge Ibaka is the go-to option, I don't think you have a very good um, – team mm. but it will be entertaining for me to watch okay and look i've explained this to you personally now that the raptors are nba champions i have zero sports anxiety yeah you're right i right. can watch serge Ibaka, you know try to dribble a basketball you can, <laughs> you can appreciate the hilarity of it yeah now. and it's just yeah. it's just tv it's reality tv now it's like i watching- would love to see nick nurse like 
put Serge Ibaka in like a Pascal Siakam type of role. Oh, that'd be so much. Yeah, just <laughs> for they're 30 minutes. Like, they're already putting Chris Boucher in that, run, in that oh role. Oh, my man. goodness. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't, like, how are they going to cobble together any scoring with these bench units? I mean, realistically, Surge. they will... Pick and pop with Serge. They got to stagger Kyle and Fred, Fred and, yeah. and have one of those guys out there with the bench units. Um, They'll do that. If Norm if Norm isn't able to hold down the two-guard position, he'd be great as a bench option as he was last year. Uh, it's it's pretty uninspiring. Like I, I actually I really like Hollis Jefferson as a defensive Will player. Will looks so sad thinking about these but bench rotations. I gotta uh, be in a lot of these games, guys. <laughs> I gotta be in a lot of them. Yeah, it's like uh, I think the the bench has has like a cumulative forty nine percent true shooting. Yikes! Yikes! Like R H J and Stanley Johnson. Hmm? Our bench or the Magic bench? Which would I take? Yeah. The Magic Bench guys like Michael Carter Williams, Terrence Ross, Ken Birch. Yeah, I'd probably take the Magic, Magic Bench. bench man. Oh my God, guys, come on! Sorry, I like Ken Birch and Terrence Ross. Yeah, yeah. T. Ross is he's yeah, T. Ross I, became I, good. He I'm became happy. an NBA player for the as long as he wants to be, and I, I I didn't think that would be the case. I really thought best case scenario he would be uh, Gerald Green with like ten full fingers, but God. What is wrong with you? Yeah, you say some... Like, I listen to this show as a listener. You say some fucked up stuff, man. People don't appreciate that about Joe Green, man. He's got, like, four and a half fingers on his, like, right hand. And he's a really good shooter. Is he going to be back at... Uh, what is he doing now? I don't know. Uh, he, I think he lives in Houston, so they're like, if you want me to play basketball for the Rockets, I'll do it. He but just like, shows up at games in a jersey. Yeah, he's like, yo, you guys need me... Yeah, yo, yeah, Daryl Moore's like, yeah, this guy has not been collecting a paycheck for yeah. the last two years. <laughs> That's very funny. He just um, shows up in his kit. It's just him and Corey. He's Brewer. a full kit wanker. Wow. Well, wow. Don't I don't want any smoke with you. You seem kind of like you, you fight. So no smoke with Joe Green. But yeah, the mag- uh, magic bench is. I mean, we'll see what happens with Fultz. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. We're talking about Fultz. I guess I'd rather have campaign at this point. Actually, I don't know if I'd rather have campaign. No. Um, but like, yeah, Ross. Ross was like one of the most efficient. Scorers out of the pick and roll last year, yeah, yeah just yeah. off like pulling up from three and getting like, fouled. I would be so thrilled to have Terrence Ross coming off the Raptors bench next year. Yeah, like, that's that, gettable. We could get Terrence Ross. We could, that's what I'm saying. The bench is not that bad. They can fix the bench mm-hmm. real quick. They can see what they have. It's a lot of movable they, contracts on the bench. Yeah. Hopefully Plus you don't have Matt Thomas. He, but yeah, yeah. All right, some some rapid fire things. Uh, Delon Wright says he doesn't feel like he's actually part of the Raptors championship run. Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of sad, but it he makes was sense. here for like four years. But it, I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't really feel like he was part of it either. I really enjoyed Delon Wright as a player. Um, Did you think about Delon Wright at any point during the playoffs? Yeah. Yes. During the Philly series, yeah, during sorry. the Orlando during the series too, like it started when Fred was like, "Oh, Fred is might like," and seeing Philly coming up, I'm like. This could be hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During the Philly series, I, I definitely thought it would be really nice to have Delon Wright right now. I think you, and you did a, a playoff preview, and we and I uh, think you asked the question. I asked the question get, if you could get any yeah. one player from the lot, like the sort of twenty thirteen plus run on this um, team. Mm-hmm. You like my answer was Lou Will. You said what um, is going on, Delon Wright? Yeah, what is going? They're yeah, just wild. Really watching some. Uh, Delon Wright highlights. Oh, <laughs> baby. Yeah, Delon Wright, what is it? I, I'm really happy for him. I feel bad that he does. But, it make, I mean, yeah. he wasn't on the team the day they won the championship. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think he landed in a really good situation. A great situation. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like, I don't know if he'll, if he'll start. Like, do you think he'll start there? I think he has to. Who's their... I mean, they could, like, start Doncic as their point guard, basically. I kind of like Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson too, he's, but he's, I he's, he's, he's a little Freddie Van Fleetish. To yeah. me, like his ceiling is lower than Delon's is, even though I guess Delon's how old? Per, but Delon's, Delon's like, like twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's twenty seven. Like, that's... Um, but I just I think he's such a great fit next to Doncic because yeah. like he can obviously play like play on the ball. He can play off the ball a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and he can defend you know ones and twos, which yep. is like Doncic. Yeah. You you want him to be like a point guard offensively, maybe, but more of like a three four defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Delon's like a perfect guy to guard ones and twos for that team. Right. And I'm so, glad that the Mavs have somebody black on that team. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it right. seemed that's, touch and go there for a little. And like a guy who came they were up on a real role. Like statistically, it was just unlikely for and that then to Mark not Cuban be a strategy. Mark Cuban started talking all that shit about um, a you guys being you know 
It was not okay. If everyone played basketball in Slovenia, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, after the 45 minute mark of every podcast, it just. It, All right, it, what's people, next people rapid fire out. question? Next rapid fire question. Danny Green refuses to leave Toronto. He uh, met up with Russell Peters. Remember when Russell Peters was like cool. the man? 2008. Yeah. Earlier when, when than he, when 2006. He came, when he came out with the, somebody going to get hurt real bad. That, that was like, like 2003, dog. That was 2003? When did we met in like 2007? It was, yeah, it was like we'd been noon about yeah, Russell, right. Russell Peters. Wow. That's... I mean, Toronto's great in the summer. Everybody knows that. Like, yeah. it's it's you, great. And you're He, he was in Brampton. <laughs> Damn, you got, Danny loves, like, I, I, I love Toronto. I haven't been in Brampton in like three years. When I helped him move there. I, he's been to like more places in Canada, I think, than I have. Definitely. Yeah, he had like been a in camp, like Vancouver, like Halifax. He'd been in Manitoba. I'd never been in Manitoba. Yeah, that's true. He was in like Huntsville. Yeah. You should have been He was at EFS with uh, Bianca Andrescu, which shout out to Joe yeah, Wolfon's incredible yeah. future. Hey, thanks, man. It was yeah, good. Go read that. But, uh, but yeah, he was at EFS. What's the appeal of EFS? Not. I guess I should have asked Harrison about this. I. I mean, he would have had better it's, answers. It's the same. You know, you know the appeal. Uh, <laughs> he was at the Jays game. <clears throat> we'll just move past that one. He was at the Jays game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what you know what happens to Jay's game as a as a Raptor legend. Is Danny Green a Raptor legend? He's a Toronto legend. People really love Danny Green. Because he showed a lot of love to the city. Yeah. And that's all Toronto really wants. I mean, we want to win a championship first, but like you just want people that actually like here and especially Americans that are like, wow, this place is surprisingly. Yeah, people good. are gonna yeah. love Amir Johnson for the rest of Yeah, I love Amir Johnson. Shout out I rolled with Amir. Dude, if you just like come and play for a sports team here and express a love for the city and, like, make an effort to connect with the fans, like, you will be beloved. Facts. Forever. 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 And I think... We still bring JYD back all the time. Well, do you think Kawhi Leonard will ever come to, like, a former Raptors appreciation event? It'd be weird, and I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think Kawhi wants to go to any event other than only the basketball games that he wants to play where he's not load managing. No, but seriously, have you those uh, like the videos of him like at the Nickelodeon just, Kids Choice Award, and he's just like, I just want to, I don't want to be here. I'm wearing a t-shirt and like track pants. Can you imagine? Like, yo, you're at an award show with t-shirts and track pants. That's Kawhi an incredible Leonard, flex. Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> oh, what they did this year in the playoffs? When they brought Del Curry all just waving at mid court in like I don't know 2027. 20, <laughs> Mo Pete's there. Yeah. Oh man, and Mo Pete is like he's balding now, but he still has the cornrows. That's such a funny idea. Yeah, oh, a legend. Yeah. That's a real Raptor legend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think well, <laughs> what, what people love so much about Danny Green was like, first of all, he was great. He had a great season. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, kind of rough playoff run, but. Great game three. He, sure. He really embraced that role of being almost like an ombudsman for the team. Yep. Yeah. And, and just like being able to communicate like stuff that was going on behind the scenes yeah. be almost like a spokesperson for Kawhi and like the rest of the team and like oh he loved being a spokesperson and he for was, yeah like, I went <laughs> no, to he, the, he hated that part but everything else I went else to the Heat no, game but... and he was the person who like addressed the crowd like he yeah. seemed to really for whatever reason really a, immediate chemistry with the fan base and yeah well I think he's just like comfortable being like an outward facing yeah. um, voice like for the team and, and like I, I think he's just Felt really, yeah, felt really like comfortable in that role of, yeah. of being able to communicate with the fans. And I think he did a great job of it. And everyone obviously really appreciated him for that. So mm. sad to see him go, but He'll I mean, be here he, he hasn't left yet. Training camp. Oh, man, he, he loves it here, man. Who wouldn't? He loves it here. Um, exactly. And who wouldn't love to spend all the summer in Toronto and then go to L.A. to work for the rest of the year? It's a great time. It's a great time. Yeah, it really is. Uh, last thing. ESPN Projections came out. Oh, I want to read the, all the numbers, but the Raptors are fifth behind the Magic. So they had the Bucks number one, which I think is absolutely correct. I think Sixers number two. Celtics a close third. I think the Celtics were number two, actually. Celtics number two? Okay, so the yeah. Sixers three, and then um, the Magic were four. It was just based on RPM, though, right? It was based strictly on RPM. Okay. A very small paragraph was added, but for one of the reasons why the Magic jumped from the eighth, uh, seventh seed up to the fourth seed was they added RPM God... Al Farouk Aminu, who I had watched live play next to Ben Uzo, and Al Farouk was having a hard time scoring on O'Shea Brissett. So, I uh, I don't know why the RPM didn't really go to the Nigerian team, but um, yeah, what do you guys think? Raptors, I think they had them at 
and a half wins or something like that. I just think. Well, then what were the magic at? Don't ask me these. Qu- don't ask Sorry, follow-up I questions on the podcast. I, I only do so much research, man. I think it's pointless to to look or care about projections that go strictly off of one statistic. Like, yeah, it just like it can tell you something, I guess. But at the end of the day, like it's one stat, mm-hmm. and to use one stat to make a projection like that, like it's fine if if it's one way to look at things, but it doesn't mean anything. Yep, and. I actually, like the Magic will be a playoff team in in my mind. They're like, a good team. I think they're pretty they're, good. And they're they're probably right now a more cogently constructed team than the Raptors. Like they don't have the same oh, top. I end disagree talent. with that. If we play in the playoffs, we're, we're no, no, beating no, the Magic. Yes, game. because because no, Marcus make... at a seven man roster, absolutely. Yeah, but I think six to ten for the Magic make a bit more sense than six to ten for the Raptors do yeah. today. For sure, for sure. The Magic have like way too many power forwards and not nearly <laughs> enough guards. Um and I think also, what's up with Mo Bamba? He's just never going to play, huh? Is he not? Is he never going to play? I thought they just he... signed Vucevic like a hundred mil, and those, neither of those guys can play the four either. So not even close. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just consider him a long, long, long term project, which is totally fair. He looked so raw last. And season. Gordon could be gone. I like Gordon. I like Aaron Gordon. I think he, he was pretty a, impressive. It's a, what will happen? It's a really, is... it's a really movable contract. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen if they can go out and get. I don't know, Chris Paul. Oh, God. I know they won't, but like if they're able to go out and get a real point guard, it could be worthwhile to shake the table. I think the guy they'll go after is probably Russell. Like if they could okay. flip yeah, Gordon for Russell, like Gordon would be a great fit with the Ooh. Warriors, and like Russell that. would be a nice fit with that the would Magic. Be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wow. think ultimately, like they have so much forward depth, they'll probably flip one of those guys. Whether it's Gordon, I think they they like Isaac more as a long term like piece, yeah. so they'll probably keep Isaac, but. Um, Gordon, like you said, like he, he's more of a finished product, and he has that contract that's movable. Like, I think that's probably the guy they're going to trade. Yeah, mm. I, 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 I like a Magic, but do you like the Magic more than the Raptors? I, I would expect the Raptors to finish ahead of the Magic, but I get the projection word. Yeah, makes some sense. All right, I was hoping to manufacture fake Aldridge, but uh, <laughs> you guys are not having. It. That's okay. Um, it's the summertime. What's there to be done? It's the Celtics being ahead of the Raptors. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh man, this, this Celtics team is winning. This is the, okay. This Celtics team is a very, very good Orlando or Charlotte Hornets team. All right, they even have Kemba Walker <laughs> on it. But if you just look at the names on the, I mean, that is a Hornets ass roster right yeah, now. Yeah, this is. It, I don't really see it. Their for, big yeah. man is Enos Cantor. Their starting big man is Enos Cantor. All I have to say is that Kemba Walker's best teammate remains. 2013-14 Al Jefferson. That that situation did not improve with his move to Boston. That's, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think Jalen Brown will be all right. Well, that is with the podcast. Uh, we somehow got through a whole hour of this, so that's pretty good. Um, people are trying to get us out of this boardroom now. So, Josh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. Anything of course. to plug? Um, fundraise Wisely. Uh, the it started by working across the street. I'd, Great. None of you are, are working development shops, but if you do, holler at your boy. All right. Uh, Joey? <laughs> uh, you plugged it already, but I wrote uh, a piece about Bianca Andreescu. An incredible it's piece. It's so good. Teenage it's... tennis phenom um, and just a like a very mature person um, for her age and somebody I enjoyed talking to. And, and so fucking good. <laughs> very good. And like not yeah. not a flash in the pan. Yeah. And like I think... Real- like tools and like fun to watch not yeah. like middles roundage no no <laughs> um her and you know felix oj aliasim who's the guy mm-hmm. also 19 on the men's side are like they're legit and they're gonna win grand slams i i feel like i can say that with confidence so um if you want to learn a little bit about her and and prepare for what could be a really exciting u.s open run then give that piece a read will anything to plug <laughs> Listen to more of these podcasts. They will be more substantive than uh, today's yeah. episode. But uh, to oh, also listen, listen to Pound the Rock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah always listen to Pound the Rock. I'm obligated yeah. to plug that. Yeah, listen um, to Pound the Rock. It's been a couple uh, days since the epi- a new episode has come out, but I think that's because Cash is Cash has been in, like, the hills of northern Italy. Yeah, he's from the north, right? He's from the north. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to offend him. Shout out to Cash. South. Yeah, he's definitely a northern Italian. Maybe. <laughs> so he's anyway. definitely an Italian of some locale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And nice not like a Woodbridge Italian, like a, a, like, yeah. a, like a like from Italy Italian. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. It'll be back next week.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.